In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast and our mission to build an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best version of themselves in changing their world. Males are born. Men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed saying the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. That's awesome. The man card belongs to those protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. A man is as a man does. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, we are honoring you today. Because you're grinding it out in the stress bubble of life. Males retreat, but you've attacked. You've jumped in to the fray, into the arena, out of the bleachers. And so thank you. And thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. Guys, we are pumped. We want to call you into the arena. We want to call you into areas that you normally would not travel. We want to call you out of every obstacle that's preventing you, that's hindering you from becoming your best version. We want to call you up to a higher level of manhood. I'm Jim Ramos. I'm here with the Mixed Master, the Doctor of Sound, and today our podcast <laughs> guest, Dr. Pat George. How you doing, man? I'm doing good today, man. Thanks. And as always, my compadre, the backbone, the muscle. Our co-host and my buddy, Dale Culver. How you doing, man? Bring it in. Bring it in. Yeah, I'm good. Sexy. Sweet. I, oh, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my god. No, gosh. seriously, he's right. Why would he even say it out loud, though? That that <laughs> This is a man. Give me your man. You start off the man card podcast with giving uh, your man card no, away. No, no, I think no, he's no. out of Oh, yeah, I think so. No, no. Hey, wait, hold on. Is it? Is it? Hey, is it a man card violation when you call another man sexy? Well... I mean, I, I take it as a compliment. Oh, my gosh. He's a doctor. So I need, I, if, hey, sure we are looking nothing. for a new sound guy and a new yeah, uh, producer. There you so. go. All right, hey, guys, yeah. uh, do you got a man forward for me today? No, because Pat and I are going fishing now. <laughs> we got fired. Let's go. Is a man word emoji? <laughs> no, I already, I already that, said the man word. I said it like three times. You ignored me. What is it? I said he's out of alignment. Well, that's three words. That's a <laughs> sentence. Is so the word's word? alignment. Oh, well, then talk me through that word. <laughs> when we're out of whack in life and we need alignment, you do this message. I know. And I know so, what I mean. Uh, you know, when you look at life and you go, man, I'm way out of alignment. Um, 
and when you are out of alignment, you uh, get worn out quicker, and you can have a blowout. So you need to get aligned. And so since Pat has lived a lot of his life being a chiropractor, getting people back into alignment, oh, I was like, there it is. See there? How did I not get that? <laughs> well, I know, especially when Man, I said that it three is or four so times. so not sexy. <laughs> yeah, anyway. no, it's not, because wow. it was so obvious. Well, I was thinking, I think about a car and wheels, and, and you're right. The, the thing about it, and Pat, you and I have talked about this, you can have one portion of your back, one vertebrae out of alignment. It affects the whole. You can have one aspect of your life out of alignment, and it affects the whole. Yeah. And so that's really a that's big good. deal. So good I appreciate analogy. that word. Thank you for appreciating that as well. my word. Pat, you and I really became friends because I had a, a disc between my L5-S1 vertebrae that moved backwards, what would you say, a millimeter? Yeah, I don't remember exactly how enough, big it was, but it came a back enough. Tiny to, portion. Yeah, put a lot of pressure on and that. And that ruined my life or changed yeah. my whole life for a couple of years. And is I do life painful? differently today because of that. So anyway, that's a good one, Dale. Good Visiting job, you was fun then those days because I'd go over and visit you and you're laying on the floor or laying over a ottoman or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, crying for my yeah, mom. You do anything you can to get out of that <laughs> yeah, pain because yeah. it is nasty. Yeah. It is. Uh, I yeah. would never wish that. And you can't get out of it because no, you can't. You can't. I read get away this article on neuroflossing. Yeah, don't do it. That's no. horrible. Yeah. Why would you want to pull your nerve worse? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, hey, I, I am excited about the men in the arena Facebook forum for men, guys. Every time you add a hundred guys to that group, we will send you some swag. So don't wait for me to like post something. If you are on that pay that if you are a part of that group, go and add a hundred guys, and then we will shoot a shirt to you or a book or something. Specifically, so, guys. Yeah, and no, don't add women because uh, it's a guys only deal. So also, guys, I want to let you know June thirtieth to July first, we're doing a death ruck. There's no reason for it. It's just for fun. We're gonna hike uh, forty four miles on the timber roads of western Oregon and over the Coast Ridge Range. So if you're interested in that, we got guys from Washington and even a guy that's talking about coming out from Florida, uh coming and being a part of that. And we're excited about just having t- some fun together, suffering. And then also super excited. Again, i will say this probably the last time I'll tell guys this, but we're on Honor FM in Australia. So you can tune in at seven o'clock over there and check us out. Or you can subscribe to our podcast and not have to do it ever again. But whatever. And then, uh, hey, guys, I'm excited today. Uh, I have Pat George on as our guest, and uh, he is on, and it came out of a conversation we had uh, Tuesday. Pat and I are accountability partners, so we meet every Tuesday. And so Pat is 60 years old. He's a retired chiropractor after 32 years, if you hadn't gathered that earlier in the podcast. And, uh, Pat, you can go way back to Episode 5. And Pat was on episode five. Man, we've learned a lot since you then. You didn't delete it? Nope, it's on there. We've learned a lot since then. He's been married yeah. to his beautiful wife, Becky, for almost 15 years. And between them, they have four kids, 35, 30, 24, and 21. Currently, Pat sits on the McMinnville Chamber of Commerce. He's an elder in his local church. He's the chairman of the local Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And he sits on the Great Hunt for God board where he serves in the, quote, friend role. So Pat's role on the Great Hunt for God board is to make sure that the leader of that organization, me, is in alignment. And every six months he reports back to the board and tells them uh, what he thinks about how I'm doing. And uh, I've just seen so many guys fall by the wayside over the years. And Pat's checked. Oh, excuse me. Pat's job is to keep me in line. His passion in life, uh, Pat's given his life to health and fitness. Uh, he, he's, uh, 
He, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we meet every Tuesday morning, and he also has a passion for serving others and uh, mentoring the next generation. He does all of those very, very well. So, Pat, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me back. And hopefully it'll go better this time. Oh, it was great last time. We just learned a lot. Well, we're doing something different today. We're going to shorten the podcast down. We're not going to do the rapid fire round because you've been here before. And we just want to talk about this this area that we talked about uh, Tuesday. And I, you know in my life, uh, fitness, health is a big issue. I would say I'm a fit guy. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a healthy guy. And so every morning I get on the scale and I send you how much I weigh. Correct. And that's hard. It's a hard look at truth every morning. And so, but I'm on this journey. And as we were talking Tuesday, uh, you mentioned uh, something about these essentials in life. And I'd never heard you talk about that before. And so uh, give us a little rundown about your passion for health and, uh, and where you ha- developed this uh, or learned about this six, six essentials for life. Yeah, so it started, you know, back way back when I started my practice in 1985. Um, you know, being a chiropractor, it, it uh, didn't really know exactly um, what it what uh, what it is that I wanted to accomplish through through my career. But it, I, I did notice that in treating people, that they would come in with some sort of a pain, right? It was either a pain in the back, the head, the arm, the knee. So they came with some sort of a pain. But in, in treating that and trying to address pain over the years, it got to where it's like, there's so much more here. Mm. There's so much more here that's related to what you're feeling here as far as this pain goes. It's not always just about moving joints around to take pressure off the joint or pressure off the nerve. While all that is good, and we do tons and tons of that, some of the things, though, can be created by um, lifestyle choices. And so... As I got into that, probably in the 90s, it's where I really started wanting to explore more about how we can impact people's health overall because they're not getting that from, unfortunately, their medical doctor, right? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. treating symptoms as well. And people, their, their perception is a lot of times, well, I don't have symptoms, so I must be healthy. Well, that's the wrong way to approach and look at health. Just because you're asymptomatic, you're not suffering from anything, it doesn't mean that you're healthy. Um, You know, healthy people die every day, right? Mm -hmm. People that think they're healthy because they don't have symptoms die every day. Mm -hmm. So, uh, So it got me to investigate more. What is health? What is wellness? What is that about? So that's kind of how I started down this road. Um, So just a lot more to health and what's going on in this body than just addressing pain well and i've heard this phrase skinny fat or fat mm. skinny which is a skinny person who is fat inside yes and so and i think it goes back to healthy people do healthy things and so even if you're not fat by american standards you can be unhealthy in fact you probably are unhealthy if you're not doing healthy things. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Um, skinny people, thin people die every day from some sort of disease process, mm-hmm. whether it's, I mean, we have 1,500 to 2,000 people die every day from cancer. Some of it is that they didn't even know they had the cancer until a few days ago. Yeah. Um, so appearance, right? There can be people that, you know, the three different body types, there can be people that look big and you think, gosh, they're really unhealthy and they're just physically fit. And they're really healthy on the inside. Again, it's because of choices that we make. And then thin people can be some of the sickest. 
Well, you talk so about gotta, you, you talk about this asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. You can be asymptomatic and still be not healthy. But there's a phrase out there I've been hearing recently, and it's the word epigenetics. In other words, you have the ability to counteract some of your genetics by virtue of the things that you eat and the things that you drink and the way that you exercise and the, and your sleep patterns and these things. So yes. so you can alter to some level, right? Uh, how your genetics by virtue of your habits and your lifestyle. Yes. Also, you can also alter that negatively, right? Absolutely. You can be from a healthy background and become a very, very unhealthy human, which we're seeing in this generation, right? Yes. We're seeing this. Yeah. So what we have going on in our country uh, today is really a healthcare crisis. Yeah. And it's not because it's lack of insurance, right? I mean, I know that's important. People need insurance because costs have skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they need some help in that. But we're really in the middle of a health crisis. We do not have health care in our country. It's crisis care. It's crisis management. We wait till you get something, and then we're going to try to figure out how we're going to help you get through that mm-hmm. or manage that or cure it. So the, the Texas Cancer Research Institute did a big study, and they found that 80% of cancers and heart diseases, diabetes, things like that are lifestyle related. So these are so epigenetic. That's epigenetic. Yeah. So you have a you know a 20 to 25% chance of getting whacked with something just through those other processes, but 80% is through conscious decisions we make on those six essentials for life. Well, let's talk about that cuz you had mentioned Tuesday these six essentials for life and I think this is so good. And and you started with cancer. So let's just jump right into the first essential. What is it? <laughs> what you eat. Yeah, I know. It's what you eat. Yeah, what you eat. Okay, so the six essentials. Let's just review them here really okay. fast. It's what you eat, what you drink, how you exercise, how you rest, the air you breathe, and the way you think. And all of science tells us that the, the two most important are the way you eat and the way you think. Those are the two things that will have the most impact on you health-wise to determine how you're going to be as you go through your years, your longevity, and, you know, are you going to be healthy going through your years? So the first one, what you eat. Well, you know, Weight Watchers started in about 1960, 61, something like that, right? We've had all of these progressions through all these different diet sorts of things and all of this stuff that goes that people have tried to engage in to help them lose weight, let's say, or mm-hmm. eat healthier. Um, it really isn't that difficult. It's not rocket science. Um, we don't need a lot of that stuff to get us to eat or to lose weight or to be yeah. different. So the eating part of it, the, what I always tell people is um, all the foods you eat, and this is why it's hard on your health. All the foods you eat produce acid, except fruits and vegetables. They're the only thing that we can eat that have an alkaline ash when they metabolize. It creates alkalinity, right? And by, de- by we're created to be alkaline. Our blood is 7.4. Our, uh, our, the vernix on our skin when we're born is like 7.0, which Whoa. is a neutral pH, right? So we're really de- created to be alkaline. So all the foods you eat produce acid, except fruits and vegetables. So mm. when we're eating all these acidic-producing foods, the body has to do something with it. So that acid has to be neutralized. And the, and the way it neutralizes it is by creating sodium bicarbonate, which is 
a byproduct of your fruits and vegetables. So the sodium bicarb is used to neutralize acid from the food. If we're not getting enough fruit and vegetables in our diet, we end up with we don't have enough neutralizing agent to neutralize that acid, right? If you eat a steak, it produces sulfuric acid. Well, if we had a jar of sulfuric acid on the table and stuck our finger in there, right, we'd have no finger, mm-hmm. right? So it's a strong acid, needs neutralized. So if we're not getting enough fruits and vegetables in our diet, we lose the ability to neutralize the acid, so our body pH starts to drop. And as we become more acidic, it sets us up for more chronic degenerative disease. And if you look at osteoporosis, you know, oh, it's hormonal, I need to drink more milk, blah, blah, blah. No, (laughs) No. because if you run out of sodium bicarb because you don't have enough fruit and vegetables in your diet to neutralize that acid, the body has to go to the next available source to neutralize the acid, and it goes to, grabs calcium, mm-hmm. and it's going to grab the calcium out of the bone. So it makes calcium carbonate to neutralize acid. So then you get osteoporosis. Yeah. Right? You do an osteoporosis, the more negative pH you have. Well, it's it? interesting because you're, you're not a vegetarian. No, it's, it, it, good point. Some of the, mo, a lot of vegetarians are some of the sickest people. Yeah, because they're know. having chocolate and potato chips. But, but, but back to my point. The, the, there are several pockets around the world where people live longer than anywhere else, mm-hmm. and one of those pockets is in Loma Linda, California, longest lifespan, and it's a Seventh Day Adventist community, and they are uh, vegetarian. They are vegans, and so I think that's really interesting. And so you're saying uh, a diet, because I'm never going to give up meat, but you're saying have a diet rich in fruits and vegetables, and then clean meats. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, there's also a little trick to the fruits and vegetables. As an example, uh, timing, the time of day you eat things can be uh, impactful as well. Also, food combining is impactful. But we want to have at least five or six servings of fruit and vegetables a day. Now, that being said, you want to eat the fruit in the morning. When we wake up, our blood sugar is really low and our cortisol is really high. Cortisol gets high, they work hand in hand. Eat a piece of fruit in the morning, raises your blood sugar, drops your cortisol, which is a stress hormone, makes us retain liver fat, belly fat, blah, blah, blah. So interesting. So you yeah. want to eat that fruit in the morning, it's the best time to eat it. But so so let's move let's go to yep. number two because I think this goes along with number one. You said, and I love the word what you eat and what you drink, because yeah. we're gonna change this so a little good. bit later on. But you have two what's what you eat, what you drink. So by what you drink what are you talking about here? Well, if you look at the average person, the things that they're drinking, um, sodas. Um, uh, Diet Coke people are di- some of the fattest people I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always tell people, if you're going to drink soda, drink just, the sugar sure, stuff. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Because the, you know, the chemicals in the diet soda will kill you faster than that yeah. sugar is going to kill you. So, yeah, most people, they don't get enough water. So bottom line is water. 70% of our body is water. Our cells need fresh water every day to, to, to uh, you know, they bathe themselves in this fresh water. We need this and water. And it flushes. And it flushes. Absolutely. It's a great word. It does so, flush. So, if, so, so limit my drinking to mostly water. Now, coffee is just brown water, so that counts. No. I'm just, just kidding. We're not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's a, a battle whole, that nobody's yes, going to win. However... Uh, how much water should the should we drink a, as a healthy lifestyle? Yeah, so there are, there's a big debate on that. There has been debate on that for a long time. So the 
what I always told people is you want to try to consume half your body weight in ounces mm -hmm. of water a day. Now, well, that could be if you're getting a bunch of vegetables in your diet, right? They have water in them. So it doesn't mean you go consume 100 ounces of water in a, in a jug or uh -huh, whatever, right? Uh -huh. So um, I think the average person should probably do at least a liter and a half of water a day. Now, for heavy exercisers, obviously, they're going to need more. But the average person, it need, they need What's a liter and a half. What's that in gallons, like in standard or imperial? That's a gallon and just a... A, a liter is a, a gallon? A, a liter is a little over a gallon, I believe. What is a gallon? So, 60, 128 a, ounces? 64. 64 ounces is ounces. a gallon? Yeah, okay. and I think a liter might... It's either uh, 67 or something like that. Okay, yeah. okay. 68. I'm just trying so, to speak in American yeah, here. So you drink a gallon and a half water a day, you're in pretty good shape. That's a, all right. That's well, a that, lot of water. So now <laughs> what you eat, what you drink, and now you have here how. I love this word. How you exercise, because that's a huge exercise doesn't stand alone. How you exercise, what what does this mean? Okay, exercise. How you exercise is important. You you go to the gym, right? We've all been to the gym. Go to the gym, and I it always cracked me up. You'd see the person on the bike, and they had their book. They were reading their book on the bike, and the bike's going you know, three, three Slow. revolutions a minute or whatever. Right. <laughs> and so, and they're, ta they're laughing and they're talking and they got their book. So how you exercise is important. Um, getting on the bike doesn't automatically mean that you're, you're getting enough exercise. So, um, exercise important. You want to get your heart, you want to be anaerobic or aerobic. You want aerobic exercise, golf, would be anaerobic, right? Because you're you're not bringing your heart rate up. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to be aerobic exercise. Um, Thirty minutes maintains you where you're at. Forty minutes burns. So you want to have aerobic exercise in your targeted heart range, uh, at least forty minutes. And I would do that five times a week. Well, and that's you bring another point up because I came to you because of a back injury that happened working out in what I would call an extreme or unhealthy manner, which is heart rate that is elevated too high and doing moves that were not functional and also that were not appropriate for a guy who's yes. 50. So you have to, there is a change, yes. there is an age appropriateness to exercise, would you say? There absolutely is. So I was, we were talking to my good friend, our bike ride in friend, Alan, the other day, when he rides his bike, his, his heart rate averages like in the, if I can say this, in the one low 150s. Well, that's too high for me. So when you exercise and you want to be in that target range, you've, uh, you want to be 85% of your max. So you would go take 220 minus your age. So I'm 60, so I'd be 160. 85% of that would be kind of the high, high point where I'd want to go. I can go higher, but only for short bursts. And then my fat burning range would be about sixty five percent. Because Alan's ten, about ten, eight years younger. He yes. Can pull. Okay. I yes, gotcha. that's right. Because gotcha. well, he's younger, so his target, his sense. his uh, consistent high heart rate is is it's about ten beats higher than mine. Yeah. So I would be one forty, but my fat burning is down in the, even the one twenty range. So how you exercise? Um, Got to get that aerobic capacity up. Um, re resistance training is obviously. Um, uh, uh, burns a lot, uh, can burn stored fuel as well. So you have to have a little bit of resistance training in there, but uh, you don't need to be a weight lifter. Yeah, that's, right? that's good. Yeah. And then uh, you would probably recommend a Fitbit for somebody or some kind of heart Absolutely. rate. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to have device. some sort of a way to uh, monitor your heart rate. 
some of the equipment now at the gym, they got the little handheld thing. You hang on to that. And it gives you your heart rate. I don't know how accurate that is, but it gives you an idea of what range you're in. So if um, I don't have a heart rate monitor, which I don't, mm -hmm. how would I monitor that I'm in the safe zone? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, the best way to do that is to be able to have a broken conversation. So if you're exercise, say you're running, you're walking, you're biking, whatever you're doing, and if you're trying to have a conversation and you cannot because you can't get your air, you're, you're out of your range. You're too high. So you want to be in that range where you can have a, comf uh, a broken conversation and be like, hey, man, we got going today. <sighs> yeah. You know, it's that kind of a conversation, if that makes sense. Yep, I totally do. So when I walk with Jim, I shouldn't be like, I should be able to make a complete sentence. A broken sentence. If yeah. you're making complete sentences, so, you're so probably hold on. not going What you're just up. telling me is you want me to break him. <laughs> yes. I must yeah. break you, yeah. Rocky Four. Okay, yeah. so number four you said, and I love this again, how you rest. How you rest. Yeah. So talk about that. Rest is so important. Your body repairs when you rest. And if you're not getting enough rest, you're not getting enough repair. There's a lot going on in the body at night when we're sleeping. Um, and, and because that's where all the repair process takes place. Majority of people are probably running around sleep deprived, right? So we recommend you get at least seven to seven and a half hours of sleep, uninterrupted sleep if you can. Um, and that gives you this, this, uh, better ability to repair. Um, I, there was a study, um, that I read years ago. It was a Japanese study that showed that Japanese men that took a 20-minute nap a day uh, had a 30% reduced chance of heart disease. So I, I kind of took that to heart. So I started taking a nap uh, lunchtime. So I'd take a 20, 30-minute nap. And you know what? It really does revitalize you. And uh, uh, I think it's important. I think it's something we should do. Um, people, they... They, they, they are so sleep deprived, but so then they do caffeine and energy drinks mm -hmm. to keep them going, right? Um, which is more dangerous to them anyway. Well, we just interviewed last week Greg McEwen in his book, Essential, Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. And in that, he has a great section on sleep. And uh, what they're do finding more and more, these uh, top-level executives, as they move into their f late 40s, 50s, and 60s, they're saying, hey, those days that I spent sleep deprived was stupid and wrong. Yeah. And so now they're saying, hey, if you're a if you're a mature adult, you need to sleep 7 to 8 hours a day. If you're a young adult who's still much, you know, maybe 25 and younger, you need to sleep 9, 10, 19, 11 hours yeah, a day. Yeah, no and I'll tell higher. you what the biggest thing I did that hurt me as a young man with energy and vitality was uh, forcing myself to sleep deprivation. It led to sickness, it led to anxiety, it led to depression. And if I could tell anybody this, I would say, guys, you need to not only sleep, but you need to take at least one full 24-hour day cycle of rest a week. Where yeah, you, do anything. you know, that's a great point because sleep, uh, it helps with brain function. It improves your immune system. Mm -hmm. It in improves your glandular system. It improves your digestion. So when you're running around deprived, all of those other functions are going to be decreased. They're not going to function at a very high level. I mean, it's all one system, right? It's all it's an enclosed yeah. system. It all works together. Um, part of the problem with our country or healthcare today is we've specialized everything. Well, and it's like the word Pieced this morning, the, the word alignment. 
I can be perfect in every area. I can have eat right, drink right, exercise right, breathe right, and think right. But if I don't have rest, I'm out of alignment in all the others. Absolutely. So that's good. Okay, the fifth one. This one you got me with a question mark here. I'm not sure what you're talking about. The fifth essential is? The air you breathe. Yeah. I got it. So yeah. help me through this one. <laughs> well, the air you breathe. So um, I would say generally it's people it's that that is geared towards people who are ingesting smoke into their lungs so it's people that smoke oh, smokers yeah and people so who live in la people that smoke or if you yeah. work yeah a smoggy place like that or you work in a paint factory or you're working on body shop you know oh. uh wherever you're ingesting things in the air that uh aren't aren't supposed to be ingested um is is really important so we see lung cancer on the rise it's um not just smokers um uh i don't you know, I'll, I'll just step out and say this. I don't think the the cannabis industry has been around long enough in in a legal setting to say that that's not bad for you, right? Yeah. I, it just hasn't been around. There haven't been enough studies on it. Okay, so it has lots of medicinal purposes. Well, you know that are research that that are okay. But anytime you're ingesting smoke into your lung, is not good. Yeah. When I was in school, real quick side note, we did we had dissection lab, and I'll admit, yeah, I smoked a little bit in high school, and I got out of high school, you know. Um, uh, but we had dissection lab, and when we got to the the thorax, the heart, and the lungs, it only took me, you know, one minute to look down at these lungs of these people that smoked and said, "Oh, that's not good. I'm, out. I'm not doing that." Yeah, yeah. Uh, their lungs look like charcoal briquettes if you got to know what a briquette is for some of these young guys, oh, right? Yeah. It looked like a charcoal briquette, and that's all I needed to see. My cadaver that we had was a young man had Down syndrome. He was 28. His lungs were like pink sponges. Yeah, and so that's all it took. So we need to be in an, in, in an area where we can clean out our lungs. So, example, you're smoking. If you're in a smoking environment, go outside. You know, when you get home at night, go for a walk. You know, uh, do something to help clean out your lungs. Um, and that does work. Science tells us that does work. So obviously we'd like people to stop smoking, but, you know, that's that's a whole other conversation. Well, I it's only hard. smoke when I'm on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, yeah. No, that's what I think along those same lines would go back to drinking, you know, alcohol and its effects on the liver. Mm. The over, You know, I hear this cop out all the time. Well, if I drink a glass of wine a night, well, okay, but do you? And do you have a tolerance to alcohol? And why do you have a tolerance? I think we have to really, I just got done with it, the Whole30, which is very strict paleo. And they're like, there's nothing good that comes from alcohol. No. That's their stance. It's a real High calories, yeah. uh, bad on your liver. I mean, come on. you know. So. It's bad. I had a lady come in, and there was a side note, came in one time. And she was kind of, she was in her 50s. She's all bent over. And, uh, of course, lots of back pain. Uh, and she was in her 50s. She looked like she was 70. 75 mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. she came in and uh we ended up taking a film of her and she had multiple multiple compression fractures in her spine i mean the the spine was basically collapsed and we got talking about that and i said so what 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 are you drinking what are you doing she goes i drink there's no lie i drink 24 cans of coca-cola a day oh. so she was doing so much soda, and the phosphate in the soda pulled all that, leached all that calcium out of her bones and gave her uh, a, a severe, severe case of, of wow. osteoporosis. So that brings me to the point of you see people now drinking 
a lot of sparkling water. I'm getting my water. No, bad news. It's carbonated. You're going to leach the calcium out of your bones, and you're still going to so do osteoporosis. So sparkling water or mineral water, no bueno. N- nothing with carbonation in it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I didn't, and then, well, I love the fact. I'm getting my coffee, and I'm like, well, that's a $5 mocha frappuccino with 800 <laughs> calories. It's a milkshake. That's not a coffee. That's a milkshake. And so, hey, the and last one, and this is, the, I, I, I think this is so critical, and this is probably my biggest demon out of all of them. And, uh, and I, when we met, when you were treating my back, I noticed people in your office, and I would, and the, it was open, it was open cubicles, and so I could hear them talking to you. And I, I, I realized a lot of the people that, and I, you don't, I don't want you to respond to this. No. I'm just telling you what I saw. A lot of the people that came to you were what I would call victims. They thought like victims. They lived like victims. They probably drove like victims, uh, and they they saw no healing in their future because they had a mentality, a defeatist mentality. And uh, so that was my observation. I know you've worked in the industry Mm -hmm. for your entire adult life, but what do you mean when you say the way you think is an essential part of life? Well, all the science tells us that uh, thoughts and emotions have a really profound effect on our health. And, when the, and the first one that comes to mind is that when you have a negative thought or a negative emotion based on memory, could be memory, um, it, real quick, our body's designed for short-term high-intensity stress, right? We want we run the 100 meters, and then we're done with that, right? So we go through all these situations where it creates this anxiety and this stress, and we get mad and angry and all that stuff. That's okay because that's the way your body's designed to function. But you don't carry that around week after week or month, month, year after year after year after year. Mm. So science shows us that every time when we let negative emotions and negative thinking predominate our thinking, it produces acid. So here Interesting. we're, and it's the stress response, right? It's that stress response. Cortisol goes high, so stress hormones, but it produces acid. So then we're back into that lowering your body's pH. Due to your, um, due to the acid being produced from the negative thinking, we get stuck, and a lot of people get stuck in this fight, flight, or fright state. That's that sympathetic dominant state. They're not allowing their body to come back to normal. Right? It's like blood pressure. Blood pressure is it normally goes up. Right? You can have high blood pressure because it's supposed to go up when you're in an event or running or whatever. But then when the event's over, the blood pressure comes down. But what happens, people get stuck in high blood pressure because of memory, right? So they stay in this sympathetic dominant state, doesn't allow the blood pressure to come down. So really, there's no such thing as high blood pressure. It's blood pr- normal blood pressure happening at the wrong time. Mm. You ran the race, but it just didn't come down after the race. So... Um, we get stuck in this uh, negative way of thinking. Um, and when we get stuck in that, it will lead us to not exercising. You, you said it. It leads to depression, leads to bad eating, and it just can be a domino steamrolling effect. But thinking, uh, because of the way the, the, the physiology responds to negative emotions, it is one of the top two of the six essentials that you have to get right. A lot of it is memory. Um, we have events that happen to us in our life. 
and we don't update our memory. We have a subconscious memory, the only animal that has that. We call it a soul, right? Mm -hmm. We have free will. We can make choices and decisions on how we're going to respond to those stressful things. But we pack that stuff around with us for years, right? Uh, my ex-girlfriend said this to me, and you pack it around. Uh, you continue to carry that around, that hurtful feeling, and it gets stuck in your memory. So the way to combat that is is just got to update memory. So it's forgiveness, actually. Well, I've got a, Three phases. a rusted old trap right here, and that trap is a reminder to me that that our thinking can trap us. It can be a trap. Fear, rejection, failure, loneliness, anxiety. It can be a trap. And, and I just had a conversation with a person yesterday, and she was talking about her son and his, his daughter and, uh, and some health issues. And, and I said, you know what? It's in her head, mm-hmm. you know, and one third of all illnesses is psychosomatic. Mm-hmm. It's our thinking. It's 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 a certain way of looking at life. And yeah. so, well, Pat, thank you, uh, man, so much for coming on. So why don't you review those six essentials of life again real quick? Yeah, six essentials. It's what you eat, what you drink, how you exercise, how you rest, the air you breathe and the way you think. And I would say if you're not very good in a couple of those, you better be pretty darn good in some of the other ones. To combat the changes of the ones you're but not But the goal at. would be all of them to yes. be in total yeah. alignment. And look, we're not perfect. We're yeah. not going to be perfect, right? Um, but the goal is be the best version of yourself yeah. that you can be during the day. And it's you have a choice. I have a choice. Do I want to eat this donut for breakfast or do I want to have a grapefruit or a banana? It's purely a choice. And yeah. uh, we're not going to be perfect all the time. Well, and, if, and listen, if, if you become better than you were because of this podcast, man, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a win. But Absolutely. our goal is not for you to be better. It's for you to be the best version yes. of the man and, that God has called you. And start with one thing. Yeah. You know, it's never too I mean, too, I'm working on my diet. Uh, to me, yeah. for me, I've, I've got the rest thing down. I've got the exercise down. I've got mm-hmm. the thinking thing down. Mm-hmm. I've got the drinking thing down. I've got the breathing thing down. But for me, it's the eating. Yeah. One area is creating an, a, a counterbalance for the rest. So that's my one area. So working on that. So yeah. God, thanks so much, Pat, for yeah. taking the time uh, and being a part of us and sharing your wisdom and your three and a half decades of experience. So guys, you've been listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. Changing your world is the toughest thing you'll ever do. But we want to help you with three simple steps. We want to help you, encourage you in changing your world. First, enlist. Get our free stuff. Download our free app. It has so many resources on there to help you. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already, and the podcast will magically pop up on your smart device. Third thing, join the Men in the Arena closed Facebook forum for men. There you'll engage in conversation about manhood with men from all over the world. Number two, invest. Go to our gear page and spend the money on you. Get the resources that will help you become your best version. And lastly, number three, change your world. Launch a real-time team. Launch an international virtual team. Get involved with some guys and let them encourage you. Also, serve in your community. Serve in your church. We are a nonprofit organization. Ask how you can serve uh, in this organization as well. Guys, join us in building an army of men who are becoming their best version and changing their world because when a man gets it, everyone everyone wins. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out and be a man. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of you, then join thousands of men from around the world on our closed Facebook forum called The Men in the Arena. 
This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of manhood. Also, make sure you ask about our newest equipping opportunity called the Man Card Weekend with the men in the arena. Let us inspire the men of your organization to become the best version of themselves today. And don't forget to purchase a copy of our popular field guide, A Bathroom Book for Men. Jim wrote this book for men who don't read books. It's a daily study of manly words explained with great stories. You will find enough entries to read one a day for an entire year. That's right, 365 daily readings on what a man is and does. Get your own copy at mancardpodcast.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. This is Dale Culver signing off. Until next time, join our army and become the best version of you. Get in the arena. Let the world feel the full weight of who you are. Grind it out. Be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.